At this point, I got into cocaine, got deeper into drugs. I did my best to be what I thought was a better person. I wanted to be free from those things, but I couldn't. But I was eventually introduced into Jesus, and he set me free. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Recently, we've been talking about how evil spirits work in our society to pressure everyone to believe that being evil is the way to live. And many who do evil are always trying to convince those around them to do the same things that they are. Why? Well, there's sayings in our society that says, eat or be eaten, or things like, is a dog eat dog world out there? But the end result is everyone is just doing wrong things and it's just being infused into our society. In our last show, we had Gerard Spencer share with us how he lived such a reckless life. He didn't care if he died or lived and whom he endangered. He shared with us about getting shot, stabbed, and he didn't even realize what was happening in his life. Till one day, there was a huge fight that broke out at a house party. And his brother, who was a good person, it was the good brother, older brother, tried to stop Gerard in order to save him. And instead, his brother got shot himself. Gerard was devastated at his brother's death. He told us that though it calmed him down, he couldn't stop the recklessness. He gave into something that had too tight of a hold on him. His mother would always tell him that he was truly, deeply a good person, but he was enslaved to doing these things. He got hooked on cocaine and he needed it to function. Today, we're going to talk about that and how his life got changed forever. Gerard, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Gerard, now I understand after this moment with your brother, you turned away from ecstasy and you went straight into cocaine. Yeah. And cocaine did a lot of different things for you. What did cocaine do for you at this time? It did everything that ecstasy did, only the difference is the come down wasn't as harsh. Mm, interesting. Like ecstasy, when you were coming down off of that, the next day you will feel very sick. This didn't really have those side effects. Interesting. So you're living your life at this point, but I understand that over time as you're using it, you needed it to function. Tell me a little bit about that. Describe that. So at that time, you know, I had just got out of jail and just turned 17. No education, no hope. I felt a tremendous amount of guilt, obviously. So I was working just to make it to the weekend to get some cocaine, just to party and forget my reality for one night two nights, whatever I can until Monday rolled around again. Wow. So you're basically just living to go into this world where you're high throughout the weekend, but then... I wouldn't even call it living. I was existing. Wow. So you're just basically surviving and still, again, no hope, no dreams, just making it day by day. Now, I understand the change to this evil lifestyle had such a grip on your life. Tell us about the night that you hit rock bottom. It was a regular Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Just came from the club, couldn't sleep. That's one thing about it is you can't sleep on cocaine. Really? It was about four in the morning. Just got done sleeping with some girl. I don't even remember her name. Wow. And I was just being tormented in my mind, tormented with the way my life went, tormented with my brother's death, tormented with thoughts of my future. You're going to die or you're going to go to jail or you're going to be a loser. 
So I was contemplating suicide. Mm. I wanted to kill myself. But I remember my mother, you know, telling me about Jesus. And I came to a place of desperation where I cried out to him. I asked him, I says, I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't even know how to address you. I don't know if you would want anything to do with somebody like me. But if you can help me, I need your help. I'm not going to make it like this anymore. Wow. So you just started talking to Jesus. I understand like you were on your bed or something, right? By yourself. Laying down, looking at the ceiling, high as a kite. While you're high, you're making this like nosedive prayer kind of. Yes. I cried out. I was desperate and didn't know if he would listen to me, if he would respond. Really didn't know if he wanted anything to do with me at all. I mean, you felt like he didn't want anything to do with you at this time, right? I didn't even want anything to do with me. Wow. Wow. So there's a lot of self-hatred. Now, I understand that you went through a process. Something happened that night. After you reached out to him, you literally called upon the name of the Lord. Something happened after that prayer. Tell me what happened. Yeah. So, you know, things continued on for a couple of weeks. And there was actually this young lady that I was seeing. I don't know if you call it dating, but we were seeing each other regularly. Mm -hmm. She started going to church with my sister. Really? And she actually ended up getting saved. And all of a sudden, she wasn't miserable anymore. She had joy. She just looked different. There was a glow. She wouldn't drink anymore. She wouldn't have sex with me anymore. Wow. I didn't understand what was going on, but I knew that she was happy. So you were like, where you wanted to follow? Or you're just like, no, I'm out of here. No, I rejected her at that point because I knew enough that whatever she had found, she was happy. But I wasn't necessarily completely ready for that in that moment. And I didn't think that I was any good for her. Wow. So you dump her, but then something eventually happened after that because you ended up experiencing Jesus Christ as your Savior. How did that happen? Yeah. So the church that they were attending was having a month-long I don't know if you want to call it revival, but it was just like this one month. I think it was like a celebration of the ministry for 40 years. Wow. And they were having service like every night. They had (laughs) pastors from all over the world. I had never seen anything like it. So, you know, I just ended up going one night. I walked in. Like I said, I was drunk, had on a bunch of jewelry. Just, you know, that expression, come as you are. I came as I was. Yeah. I heard a man of God, he preached, he worshiped. Wow. I heard something different in the way he prayed. I heard something different in the way he worshiped, the confidence in which he spoke, the way he walked. Mm. And I said, whatever that is, I want that. Wow. So how did you get it? Well, they preached Jesus Christ crucified. One of the things that stood out to me was they says, he who is in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. So when I heard that, my initial thought was, let me get this straight. Not only will all my sins be forgiven, but you're telling me that I can be a new man and have a new life. That's what you're saying. So when they gave the invitation to come down, I ran to the front. I ran down to the front. Because unfortunately, some people want to hang on to the world and grab on to Jesus, and it doesn't work like that. I hated myself, and I hated my old life, and I didn't want anything to do with any of it. Mm -hmm. So it was easy for me to let go of. Wow. So you go up there, I understand, you lock yourself in a room for three months. I did. Reading the Bible, and it changed you forever after that day you prayed, and suddenly you were able to get rid of drug addiction and a lot of things. Now, how? Did you get rid of the drug addiction, the hatred, the anger, the eat or be eaten lifestyle? How did that change by reading the Bible and spending time with God for three months? Yeah, sure. So, like you said, after I left there, I locked myself in my room for about three months. The job I was working at the time was seasonal. 
So it just so happened when I first got saved, it was a season where it was shutting down because the winter months were coming. Mm. So I locked myself in my room for months. My goal was this. My desire was this. I wanted to know who this God was who saved me. I wanted to know who this God was who died for me. Mm. So I began to seek his face in prayer and the word constantly every single day. And admittedly, at the first two weeks, I got absolutely nothing. But then he began to visit me by his spirit. He began to show me that he was real. He began to teach me his word. He showed me who I was in him, why he created me, what my purpose was. He showed me that my enemy was no man walking this earth, but that it was Satan and that Satan wanted to kill me from the time I was conceived in my mother's womb. And it's the same for everybody. Satan is scared of who you are in Christ. And he wants to kill you or he wants to keep you bound so that you never discover who you are in Christ. And the word of God says this. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind daily. As my mind was renewed in God's word Mm. without even trying, without even noticing at first, no more cocaine, no more fornication, no more alcohol, nothing. No one had to lay hands on me. It was just the presence of God. It was just spending time with Jesus. And I guess that expression is true to keep it simple. You are who you hang around. And the more you hang around Christ, the more you will become like him. So you truly did get that new life. How many years ago was this, Gerard? It was October of 2010. Wow. So you've been drug free and cocaine free for like 12 years at this point. Yes, sir. That's amazing. Your mom used to always tell you that deep inside you're a good person. Yes, sir. And you always felt like you couldn't make it, but coming to know Christ really changed that for you. I understand that you were able to truly fulfill all of your mom's hearts and desires. That must have been amazing, Gerard. Thank you so much for sharing with us these powerful truths of what Jesus has done for you. I know someone is being affected right now. And so thank you, brother. How can people hear about your ministry? I'm on Facebook Live. I also have a YouTube channel called Kingdom Minds with a Z. Kingdom Minds, okay. Kingdom Minds Podcast with a Z. Or you can find me on Facebook, Gerard Spencer, J-E-R-A-R-D Spencer. We do street evangelism. We go into homeless shelters. We speak at other churches occasionally. But we also have a nice little house church. We have Bible study, discipleship things coming up. So God is good. He's moving. (laughs) Amen. Gerard, thanks again, man. It's so encouraging. Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, sir. The show isn't over yet. I have some things to share with you right after this short break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. I want to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? For me, hearing about the schedule of Gerard's life when he was a drug addict was already telling me so much. This is what it told me. That slavery in the spirit realm 
It's too real. And if you give the devil a little bit, he will take completely over your life. Now, most wonder if freedom from this lifestyle is truly possible. How do we know it's even true what Gerard is telling us about his life? Well, let me show you what ancient scriptures say about this very thing. It's written in Romans chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? But God be thanked that though you are slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered from, and having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. You see, this scripture reveals that it's not only possible for one to be set free from their past, but it is expected for those who follow Jesus Christ. So Lord Jesus, we're coming to you and we're realizing by the power of the Holy Spirit that you are the solution. You're the one who will empower us to repent and to break free from this old master called sin and all the desires, all the wants. Lord Jesus, we surrender to you. We're asking for you to come in and empower us to repent from our sins and to live a righteous life, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to awakeningthenations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.